Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of the True North Racing Podcast. I am your host, John Morrison. On tonight's episode, I'll be bringing on with me a dear friend of mine. Logan Dillon will join us, and we will talk about how he got into racing, his accomplishments, his off-season goals, and 2021 season. Sit back and enjoy, and let's go racing. Once again, my name is John Morrison, and just before I bring in Logan Dillon, I want to talk about Jomo Media and promotions. Jomo Media is a promotions company that was founded earlier in 2020. We provide next-level promotions for you and your team. For more information, contact us at jomospromos at gmail.com. That's J-O-M-O promos at gmail.com. Or find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Jomo Media. All right, everybody, and welcome. Here is Logan Dillon. Logan, how are you? I'm good, buddy. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Uh, what you been up to lately? Man, I'm working on race cars, like always. <laughs> <laughs> That's always fun. So, Logan, uh, talk about how we met. Do you remember how we met? Man, yeah. I remember how we met. It's kind of a funny story. When you... uh really think about it yeah well we uh we met off of nascar nascar heat four actually on playstation yep how did Just, we what did we actually start end up doing so i joined a lobby with you and then uh someone someone in there uh asked if anyone wanted to join a league i said sure i'm down and Actually, no, you and I raced for a while, and we were racing yeah. hard, aggressive, but clean. And you decided to throw a wrench in there and go, leader takes the high side. Because <laughs> I guess we yeah, were whooping you your were... butt too much there. So, Oh, yeah. You were, uh, <laughs> you were pulling me down the freaking straightaway, dude. I, I always did, no matter what track we went to. Oh, so. Yeah. And then someone asked me if, if I wanted to join a league. I said, sure. Then I ended up having to go do a qualifier race for them to make sure that I was good enough for their league. And I think two or three weeks later, you ended up getting into that same league. Because I recognized yeah, your I voice. So. You, have a, you have kind of a, one, one, a unique voice that I kind of remembered. And, and then after that, you're like, let's go, let's go practice Bristol because that was our next week on, on, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the series. And uh, we started chatting that night. We exchanged Snapchats and then raced a whole lot. And, yeah. Yeah. And then I I kind of pushed you to start this whole thing too, didn't I? Yeah, you did. I, I, had, this, I had this in my mind for a while and just couldn't do it. But because of the pandemic, it kind of let me have that drive to do it and not just kind of sit on it and be like, oh, maybe I'll get to it next year or next offseason you did kind of help me push to start Jomo Media, and I can't thank you enough for that, man. Hey, look what it's brought us. Look where we're at now. I know, man. We're doing, I mean, a, we're doing a dang podcast. I know. It, it, it's, it's kind of it's full Crazy circle, and, and it's been fun. And I decided to, like, hey, let me, throw, your, let me throw my man, name I on your car. You let me... Let me race for you. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. I can't thank you enough for letting me race for you, man. Man, you know, it's been a pleasure having my name on your car. And especially with the with the pictures, with especially when the uh, the photographer's in the infield and you're sliding through the corners and all you see is a big Jomo media sticker on your hood, man. That that man, every time I see those pictures, man, it it it, it brings joy, it brings a smile across my face. Like, man, my company, my name is on a race car. It's where it all starts, man. It's and I like having it on there. It's to me it's some of the most badass pictures you'll see too. Man, every oh, single I, I one is badass. Getting the hood pictures of the car. The side pictures too that some of the guys take, but they don't take them very much. Yeah, and obviously the side the side ones that show your other sponsors, they they don't get a whole lot, but when they are there, they're definitely uh, a one of a kind picture. For sure. Especially the one that I kind of used, uh, I think for like three or four posts there on Instagram. Yeah, the one to help show off all your sponsors. One. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, yeah, as that, much as I want to promote picture. me, like it's all about promoting you and all your sponsors because they're the ones that help you get to the track each week. Well, hey, you're the biggest help that gets me to the track each week. Without you, I probably wouldn't have raced as much as I did this season. Well, hey, look what it got you, though. We got two feature wins and two championships. That I call that a successful season. <laughs> hey, I couldn't have asked for a better season. Man, I, I can't thank you. Like I said, I can't I can never thank you enough for letting me be a part of your program. It means a lot to me. Well, it means a lot to me that you want to be a part of it. I'm I'm humble about all my sponsors and having them on my car. Yeah, you're definitely you're you're a wheelman. I saw that when we race online. We always race clean and hard, and that was something Every, everyone in, the, in our lobbies always noticed about us is that we always race clean and hard and we'd always finish one, two. Always. Except for when I started front row high side, I was gone. Yeah. <laughs> Especially at Eldora. At Eldora. That was one of my, <laughs> my, one of my hot tracks. Now it's not. Now it's actually Texas. Oh yeah. Got, Cause we used I, to race there so much. I know. I got my first feature win there actually. Eh? In, uh, yeah, I don't remember where game. I got my first one. Oh man, where was it? I don't remember. <laughs> I know it wasn't Eldora. Was uh, it no, it was. No, it was Eldora with the trucks. Yes, it was Eldora with the trucks. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I had it like Ten seconds on everybody. <laughs> yeah, you, you you were a badass on that track that week. I'll, I'll give you that. Because you were slow everywhere else and made up for it. Yeah. <laughs> so I actually started finding setups out. Yeah, exactly. Hey, man, same here. I, I Like, hell, I was actually leading on Sunday night in my league race. And I ended up getting taken out with about 20 to go. With someone coming right across uh, a lap car coming right across my nose and spinning me to the inside of the track and ruined my night and finished tenth on the race, but man, I was looking for that second W of the win of the year. Sorry. Yeah. I was trying to I was trying to match your total. <laughs> I don't do much online racing anymore, man. Man, I, I I hear that that that's pretty much the only day I get on on my PlayStation a week now is every Sunday for the, for that race. Yeah. So anyways, you got a lot going on now. Oh yeah, I bet. 
So let's talk about your let's go let's let's get back to your uh, race career here. So uh, how how did you get started in racing? I, on when I first first getting into racing, um, I started at a go kart track. I started at I think it was Formula One racing. Okay. I, th- I think that's. I think that's what it was. And, and whereabouts like is that? Every, it's, it was right off of Highway 3, right across Ellington Airport and, uh, and Clear Lake. Okay. Which is, it's close to me in Houston. Okay. Um, and I used to race there. In, and, a, in a go-kart there, just like in a league? And, or? In an electric in an electric go-kart. Well, I didn't start out in a league. It started out just me kind of having fun with it. And then I got, and eventually ended up getting into a league there. Okay. And nice. every, every six months they would change the track up. And as soon as they changed the track up for the last time before they shut down, I held the record there. And me and me and this one guy kept trading back. I don't remember who ended up getting, getting the record finally before it shut down. But that's that's kind of where I started, and okay. I joined a league there, and it was a thousand dollars to win for the year and or for a race for for the year. I think it was like a twelve race series. Okay. And I was man, the guys I was up against, they were freaking tough. They were fast, and if you let them get clean air, it was they gone. gone. Yeah, they were gone, but I ended up pulling it off and winning that. And one day, one of the workers that worked there, that used to work there, called us, called me and my dad, and said we we had talked before, we we had kind of exchanged numbers and everything, and we're talking. And he one day called my dad and I out of the blue, and said, "Hey, come out to Gulf Coast Speedway and bring your helmet." So later that night, we went out to Gulf Coast Speedway and we watched him race. And it, he was racing turf tire back then. Okay. And there were four cars total in the entire in the entire turf car field. This was two wow. or three years ago, maybe four years ago. And after all the races were over, he came up into the stands, threw me his fire suit, and said, "Come on, hurry up." And I put on his fire suit. I didn't even have, I didn't have fire shoes on or anything. I was in my tennis shoes and he threw me his helmet and fire suit. And I got into the car and I, there I went, I was off. And oh, he had wow. to push start me. He push started me off in second gear. Cause I didn't know, I didn't know, uh, I don't know how to shift or anything in these cars yet. Yeah. So we bought his car. We bought that same exact car a couple months later, and it's still sitting in my garage. And we take it to the track <laughs> every week, just in case we need it. Is that the uh, seventy-five car? Yes, that is the okay. seventy-five car, the yellow seventy-five car. Yeah, that looks like a solid piece too. Oh, it, the motor's built, and it's pretty. It's a pretty solid motor. Yeah, I bet. And you took and that car cool. up somewhere, did you not? Yes, we took it up to uh, we took it up to Missouri this year. Finished yeah, I remember fourth, telling you that. 
Yeah, we finished fourth Friday night in Missouri. Started ninth or tenth and finished fourth. Yeah. And then Saturday night at Sweet Springs, we uh, put it into the wall. <laughs> oh, man. So you had a, a, a successful weekend then, like earlier this year. Yeah. With, with that car. Yeah. Yeah, up there we did. All right. So the car hasn't seen the track since then. But hey, it's always good to bring it as a backup just in case, right? Oh, yeah. All right. So you buy this car, you then you at the end of the year, and then next season you get into it full time. What what kind of learning learning curve was that going from a electric go kart to now having being inside a roll cage with a fire suit helmet and wheeling around uh, sliding around a dirt track? You know, it was it was definitely a huge learning curve, and I it, we had problems with the car. I think we ended up blowing up two motors, two or three motors the first season we had it because the motors were just not – they weren't good in them. They were already half blown up or they were already kind of going. Okay. So we we didn't have the greatest season. It, it, was, it was a learning curve. But I don't think I spun out. I think I – actually, I think I spun out once the entire season. Wow. And that was – that was a, a an accomplishment because I didn't spin out in front of the entire field. Yeah, for sure. That that would have been uh, horrifying. Yeah. How many cars were typically in the field your first year? Like you said, you, the year before there was four cars. What was it like the first year you were actually racing? It, there were probably about six. It, it took a while for the class that I'm in to grow. Yeah. But there were probably about six cars. Okay, nice. But And it was just, I was just out there to make laps. I was out there to get seat time. Yeah, that's that's simply a good idea for the first year. I wasn't out there to try and win races or not. Yeah. But we we got it. We got it down, and it was a good car for me to learn in. Oh, I I I can imagine. Like heck, like you you flash forward two years there, and you're winning races and being and. Be, and being in contention week after week for for the win. Yeah, it was uh, that car was definitely a stepping stone to getting me where I'm at. And that car, that car is from the '90s. So it has go kart steering in it. It's got, I mean, it, it's not a very, it's not a very, uh, it's not a new car. It doesn't have all the fancy no. upgrades. It doesn't have all the bells and whistles in it. Yeah. Yet. Where are <laughs> is that? The, is that an off-season goal there? Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. We, we're kind of going to take the twenty car and have the motor rebuild and have it gone through. That sounds like a good off-season there, then. Yeah, we're we're going to make it just we're going to make it a a nice turf car. Has it? Uh, has the has the progress already started on that has the teardown started happening already oh yeah we're we're starting to get it down but we're we're just kind of taking it slow right now because we got we got a while for off season uh when when would your first race be next year about march 
March probably. Okay. I'm not sure. They haven't released schedules yet. Yeah, it it, it takes a while for see for you 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 always get that itch once the season's over and then to go back racing and but at the same time you don't know when you're going yet, but you know you want to be prepared for that date. Oh yeah. For sure. So we talk about we quickly talked about your turf car there. So like exactly like what kind of car is it? Like what what makes it how it is? Uh micro sprint. Uh, it's man, I I don't it's the micro sprint is a uh it's an O one staller. It's an older my the okay. twenty car is. It's an older yeah. chassis. But I mean, we last before this season we tore it down. I went through it and repainted it and everything. And we just it, it was a lot of blood, sweat, and tears that went into that car. Oh, I can imagine. It was. I don't know. We just we built it. We built it for one purpose. We built it to have the best season on it, and that's. And that's exactly what you guys did. That's what we did. So, what kind of motor is in the car? See, uh, CBR 600 RR. Okay. Honda. How much uh, yes. horsepower does it put, uh, put out roughly? Probably, probably close to 100, if not a little bit more. Okay, nice. It's it's just a stock motor. It comes straight off the bike. Yeah. But, I mean, we on an eighth mile track, like at Gulf Coast, we get up to 68 miles an hour going into the corner oh damn that's fast like on yeah. a short short little track like that 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 that's that speed yeah we're we're fast going into those corners that and the grip we don't have much grip so we have to feather the throttle and it's but it, it teaches you a lot it teaches you it gets you ready to go into a class and what exactly is an A-class car? Like, what's the difference between them? The A-class, A-class, you run on Hoosiers and not turf tire. You run on the actual racing rover. Okay. You run on, you run on methanol, more than likely, and you run on newer chassis. Okay. And the motors are, the motors are built. I mean, a lot of guys have them have them redone either by Momo or. And you got any other guys like that, and they're they're a lot faster, for sure. What would you say then? They're picking up about 75, 80 miles an hour before going in the corner. Probably close to it. Okay. So uh, is that something that you want to end up going to? Uh, that's the goal for this off season is to build an A class car, get an okay. A class car ready to go into for next season. Okay. Nice. Do you have a car already for it to, like to, to get it prepared for that or not just yet? Not yet. I kind of, I've got to sit down with some people and talk numbers. Okay. See if we can see if we can get into an A-class car. If not, I'll, we'll, we'll probably take a couple, we'll probably take a year off and just race here and there with the turf car and build an A-class car and get it ready. Okay. Nice. But I'm not sure. It's not set in stone yet. I'm not sure what's going to happen. Yeah. So let's talk about your 2020 season then. Like, how did how did 
overall, like how, how did it go? What, how did you think your season went? I, I think we've had the best season in the micro since we started. I mean, we beginning of the season, we, uh, when that, when that car was first built, we took it out for practice and I was running, I was probably five laps into a, into a run and the car just shut down. So immediately we started having problems with the 2020 season. <laughs> now and, is that before COVID or after COVID started here? Oh, this was, this was before, <laughs> this was before COVID started. This okay. was on a play day. Okay. Uh, before the season even started. And so we, we got it fixed. We took it up to a guy and ended up being an injector an injector wire was cut. So we, we, got it fixed and we ran it uh we went out we went back out and ran it and immediately the car was just i mean it was on a rail yeah and i think the first night on it we ended up finishing fourth at golf coast and now we have on average we have at least 16 cars that show up that, that's a big progression from, you know, just a couple of years ago, eh? Oh, yeah. The class has grown. And the competition, huge, I'm assuming, hugely. is a lot tighter now, eh? Oh, it's it's tough. It's tough. And it, it A-class guys drop down into turf and race with us, too, and that makes the competition even harder. And you let some of them get out in front, they're gone. Oh, so, I, can, I bet. But we – Ooh, I mean, we ran, I don't know how many races we ran before we went up to 105, but, I mean, we were knocking off top five finishes all season long. Yeah, I mean, you, we you, finished. I went back through your, uh, through the EMSA website there, and according to that, you only finished outside the top five maybe twice all year. I, know, I think that was the last two races. Yeah. Yeah, the last two Friday and Saturday night on the uh, the Texas State Championship. That was the only night that we finished outside the top five. Yeah. And I was knocking on the door of a top five. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you look at where I start on Friday night. Let's talk about that Friday night. Uh, All right. That race real quick. I flipped the car in hot laps. What, what, how, how did you end up flipping it? Like just going into turn too hot or – well, I hit a rut. The track, the track was horrible, and I ended up hitting a rut, and it just the car just glided to the wall, and I caught the wall, and the car just rolled over. And was it a slow roll or was it a hard roll? Oh, it was it was kind of a hard roll, but okay. only two things only two things were ended up breaking on it, so we took it back and got it fixed. I didn't run heat races or anything. Okay. And we get the car fixed, and I start 21st, or 20th or 21st in the feature. And the track is gone. There's nowhere to race on it. Yeah. I go from 20th up to 8th, or 21st up to 8th, and ended up finishing 8th that night. Got hard charger in the past 12 cars, 12 or 13 cars, and ended up getting hard charger for the night. Nice. Saturday night, we go out 
my heat race, I start fourth, I finish second. So that puts me into the dash. And we do the redraw for the dash and everything, and I start on pole. Well, all these A-class guys, guys that have dropped down, they're, they're kind of rough on everybody. So I, I just kind of let them go. And yeah. I think I dropped back to seventh, sixth or seventh, and I ended up coming back up to fourth, start fourth, and I finished sixth on the feature and ended up winning the EMSA championship. That's awesome, man. But that was – that night was – yeah, those two nights were uh, – those are the only two nights I finished outside the top five. Yeah, like that – how can you go wrong with a season like that, knocking off top fives like that? catching yourself a couple wins and securing a track, not only a track championship, but also the EMSA championships as well. We, we just put ourselves in a position to do it. Uh, and I can't, I can't thank my dad and the supporting I have behind me enough for helping me and getting there and doing what I like, love to do. I mean, it's everybody that's helped me out. I, Johnny Brown, Luke Ivy. I couldn't have won those. I couldn't have won. I couldn't have won those races without them. They they helped me out with setup and everything. But we uh we ended up going up to Cleveland one night, and I, that was another top four finish, top five finish. And uh, we come back and the car started running like crap. Oh yeah, and. We get uh we get the injection. There was something wrong with the injection. We get it back. We we actually have a guy build a uh, guy up at PMP. Uh, Cycle Salvage ends up building us a a box. We come out the next weekend and take it to the checkered. I mean, we were on a rail that night, also. Yeah. And so and that was what that was roughly August there. I think that was... If I remember correctly, that was around July, end of July, early August? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it was August. Yeah. So, you go out August 8th, and you get your first career win, feature win. Yep. What, what went through your mind when you crossed that finish line there? Like, how did you feel going across that finish line? You saw the checkered flag pointing at you, saying that you were the winner. All right, that that kind of is a uh, that's a tough question because when when I crossed the checkered, I, I had I was passing lap cars, and there was okay. a wreck. There was a wreck in four. Right as I went under them to the checkered, so the checkered flag had waved and the green light was still on, but they ended up calling. They ended up the caution ended up coming out. And then they started waving the caution flag. So I didn't know if I had won the race yet or not. And oh, I had no. a couple A-class guys behind me that were fast. Yeah. I, I was kind of pulling them down the straightaway, but they were still on me. I couldn't – there was no room for mistakes. Yeah. And we come back around another time, and they're waving the checkered flag again. And I, I honestly – I couldn't believe it. I mean, I all the hard work that we had put into the car and put into the race team finally paid off. 
and we, uh, I came around again and did a donut in the infield. Which is an and, awesome shot, by the way. <laughs> I love that yeah, GoPro I, footage you sent me. Yeah, I had my visor up and all the dust got in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> well, should have kept it down. That's the whole point of it, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was a mistake. But we ended up getting the checkered, and I got the flag and pulled it back on and passed Tech. And sitting in victory lane with one of my with a couple of my sponsors there and some of my closest friends at the time, uh, there was nothing better. Yeah, and we all the hard work that we had put into the car and put it in the race team, and I mean that night just clicked for us. It, it pretty much just made a statement like I was knocking off top fives all year. I'm not going to be denied now. I am now a, sta- a staple in the micro sprint turf car or turf tire, sorry, division here. Oh yeah. I mean, we, and I don't, I don't look at it as we were a staple. I look at it as we were, we're a competitor now We're we can run with these guys and we can beat them. And yeah. I know that we can now. It was a huge confidence booster. Oh, I, I only I can only imagine. Uh, we, yeah, we finally just we finally did it. We finally broke the the slump, of not having a feature. Yeah, I. The not gonna lie, the GoPro footage I, that you sent that that you sh- that you showed, of you going down the front stretch, you pull off a four there. I'm assuming you kind of go down the front stretch, in front of the fans. I have never seen a track that has done that before. And I love the fact of how close you get to the fans by going down that way. Is that in the right at the end, some guy, you know, puts his hand out and you kind of give him a thumbs up and did it, did it end up sinking in for you that like, man, I can, I can do this. Yeah. I think, I think once I kind of, on top of my car for a second and just kind of relished in the moment that man we finally got a feature win yeah and uh, yeah it, it sat in that we're there now we're we're a competitor it it, it felt surreal and i'm, and sure, I'm assuming still, your family was all there so you're able to give them all a big hug in in victory lane there and hold out that checkered flag oh yeah we we got tons of pictures and everything else. And it wasn't just, it wasn't just my, my, my family that I live with. It was my racing family too. And that, yeah. that meant a lot to have them there. I'm assuming everyone came over and congratulated you on a good, on a good race and a good, on getting your first, uh, first W there. Eh? A lot of, some people did, but some people also kind of thought, Oh, maybe he just got a break. Maybe it was, Maybe it was maybe a fluke was victory. Luck. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it was just luck. And then and did you start uh, up front in that race, or were you about like in, inside the top ten at least? I was inside the top ten. Yeah. I know. I don't know exactly where. I think I was around fourth or fifth place. So you made your way in. And how long are your features? Roughly like twenty laps or so, I'd say. Twenty. Twenty-five. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, five spots in a in a twenty lap, even a twenty-five lap race. That's still a lot. When you're when you're relying on slipping and sliding. Oh yeah, because the track, 
that track is never that track never has a good lane. It's always it's always slicked off. Does it uh like does the line change like from top to bottom each week or is it just a a one groove track once it kind of washes away? Once it washes away, the bottom's where it's at. I've seen people make it work on the top, but I don't know how they do it. Okay, so I, I obviously like that. They 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 trust themselves going up there. Yeah, yeah. And I've I've tried to put the car up there, but I just don't get the run off the corner like they do. Okay. So we we kind of keep the car to the bottom. Okay. So and then. You rattle off another, I think it was like three or four top five finishes there. And you come out, I think it was September 12th, I want to say it was. And you go out there and you knock off another another feature win there. That that feature win was a huge win. How, that, why, why do you say that? That was a huge win for us. And I say that because that... That night we were, I mean, we were fast, but it wasn't like we were the fastest in the group. There were other fast cars and we were facing an A-class driver uh, that has, that won the now 600 series for Lone Stars and won the track championship in A-class. So he was a heavy hitter coming down in our class. He was fast. He's always been fast. So we were Going into it, I wasn't sure how we were going to end up. And we got through the heat races. And I think I think I was getting held up in my heat race that night. And I couldn't get around. I couldn't get around a guy. So we ended up just finishing second, which wasn't a problem. We were still fast. And I had – that was the night uh, that Johnny Brown and Luke Ivey really kind of started helping me out. I went up to them and asked them a little bit about setup and how I should set the car up for the feature. And I told them, I don't, I don't feel like I'm getting enough drive off the corner. I don't, I feel like the tires are just spinning more than I like them to. Yeah. And Luke Ivy comes over and we jack up the car and I had never touched a torsion bar before. I, I will, I say that I take my torsion bars out and re-grease them and everything. Yeah. But I had never changed the setup of a torsion bar. I've never messed with it. He comes over there and puts half a turn into the left rear torsion bar. Yep. We go out for the feature, and I, I think I start ninth. I'm on the inside, and everybody going into turn one just blisters. Blisters the tires. They all slide up high, and I think me and the A-class driver that was in that race with me, we pat, he follows me down. I think we passed four, five, maybe six cars just in turn one. Oh, and we come out, we come out of the corner and we're just, we're fast. And me and him are kind of glued bumpers on, I think within like three or four laps, we get up to one and two, we get up to uh, spots one and two. Yep. And we're, I mean, and I'm, I'm kind of pulling him down the straightaway. He was better in one and two, but I was better in three and four. So we were, we were, it wasn't like we were, it wasn't like we were pulling on one another. Yeah. 
and I, I don't remember how many cautions or anything there was. I, was I there, there were quite a few cautions. Night? Yeah, there were there were quite a few, and uh, I I just I remember Johnny Brown, well, uh, he's sitting in the stands, and I can see him out of the corner of my eye, and he's he's giving me signals. He, he's he's telling me how far ahead of the guys I am and how good we're doing and everything else. A restart comes around and I, I'd start, I'm doing good. And, uh, I kind of blister the tires going into one again and I slide up high, but I had enough, I had enough cushion ahead of the, uh, the other guys that it didn't really matter. Yeah. And I think the final the final caution, he he kind of looks at me, and he just he points at the temples of his head, just like kind of like think, keep keep a cool head, just race how you know how to race. And I think it was two or three to go, and that the green flag dropped for our final restart, and I pull, I pull away from him, and we ended up take it around to the checkered for the second win. And that that was a huge accomplishment to have to have beaten an A class guy that was so fast all year long. Yeah. I mean, it was just it was a huge accomplishment. That and the uh the boy that I've been raising money for with cancer was out there that night also. It was the first time he'd ever been out there. And it was it was a special moment to bring back that checkered flag to him. So I'm assuming you gave that the the checker flag to him for the night, eh? Yeah, we they uh they had left before our feature because he wasn't feeling good. Okay. And he had been going through uh, chemo, and he was just he was exhausted. So they ended up going home, and they we posted it on Facebook that we won, and the next within the next couple of weeks he got the checker flag. I signed it for him and everything, and gave it to him. Man, that's awesome. So that, that would you you started a little campaign called Racing for Roman. And yes, you guys were uh dang it, I can't even think of the word. <laughs> you know, you guys were raising money for him to help battle cancer. Do you uh what kind of cancer was he is he battling? It's it's a type of uh leukemia. Okay. I, I can't tell you exactly because it's a hard word to pronounce but yep. i believe i believe it's a type of leukemia okay but i mean we just i didn't even know him at first i just i saw that somebody needed help and we i jumped on board and like, you thought right, what perfect way eh? going. yeah yeah and yeah. so you guys you guys made up some awesome looking stickers which i'm kind of waiting for mine by the way still just so you're aware <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um go get it <laughs> you were selling them for five dollars each do you still have them can people still reach you to help, oh we're help out if we run out we get more okay so there's I mean, we have plenty all right people so if anyone if, some for us. if anyone is looking for a racing for roman sticker that will help uh roman's family out here with with him battling cancer, contact Logan Dillon on Facebook, Dillon Racing, D-I-L-L-O-N Racing. 
and uh, get a hold of them. Get yourself a sticker. They're, they're what, five bucks, right? Yes, they're five dollars a piece or whatever you'd like to donate. Let, let's help raise some money for a great kid, a great family, and hopefully help. Uh, uh, you're, you're helping out. You're helping out. You're doing a good cause here. And I can, and that's, that's one thing that helps me respect you a whole lot is that you, you did something like this without actually knowing them. No, I just, that's how I was raised. That's how I was always, uh, I, I see somebody in need, I help them. That's how, 100%. how my family raised me. Well, I'm definitely going to be making sure I get a couple stickers off of you as well. Cause I'm going to put them on my car right above my Jomo media stickers. I'll send some up that way. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get some things sent down to you as well. So we're, we're both in the same boats here of getting stuff to each other. It is hard when I'm up here in Ontario, Canada, and you are south of <laughs> way down south down in Texas. <laughs> yeah, it's a little we, tricky. We can't just drop stuff off to each other. It's, it's, it, it's, it's different, but it's awesome all, all, all at the same time here. It is. It's so, awesome yeah. So as we kind of move forward here, that, that, and you know what, that I can't say enough of you for, for doing that for Roman. That is for, for someone like myself who did lose his mom to cancer. It does mean a lot to see people like you step up and support a great, a, a great cause such as this. So I want to say thank well, you for doing that. Well, I appreciate it. I, I, I like doing it and hopefully we're uh, we're talking to some people about having a uh, having an even bigger fundraiser, kind of as the car itself being being a sponsor for a fundraiser. Oh, that's awesome! So we'll have they'll kind of sponsor us, and we'll raise a bunch of money for them. That sounds like a good idea. Let me know uh, when when you get all that sorted out, so I can. Uh... It's in the works. It's, end, not, eh? it's in the works. It's not a. Uh, it's not a confirmed deal. Yeah, yet, yeah. but I'm just saying when it does, just make sure it. you let me know. I will. I like you know help out as. Oh, I know. I want. I, <laughs> I like helping you out as out as much as I can, and with what I can, with being you know, I think it's like 2,100 miles away from you. <laughs> yeah. It, it's it's tough, it's but I want to do what I can to help you. No. Nope sponsoring me every weekend is a that's a big thing <laughs> probably so, bigger than you know hey you know what i may never know but you do a, it like i said it, it does a heck of a lot for me when i see that jomo media sticker riding around there and i know it's it's helping a really good friend of mine yes sir we appreciate it so after that race you kind of go off on a couple more tears there with uh some more top fives and when you found out, you actually won the track championship. It's been, a, what, about a week now since you found out? How, how, when you knew, what was the reaction? Let's go get the other one. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, when we won track champion, we, uh, we, didn't know, we didn't know that we had won it yet because they didn't release it right away and they didn't give us any trophies or anything. So we were, we were just like, oh. All right, let's uh, let's see. And then the next day, or in the next couple of days, they uh, they released it, and I was just like, "Let's go get the next one." We 
we still had there was unfinished business yeah we still had another championship to go out and win oh 100 percent and that wrapped up that weekend is that correct like if i remember correctly like you found out the monday or tuesday that you won the track championship and then that weekend you were going to go the for following the following weekend yeah the following weekend you were going to go race at the texas nationals was it the uh the texas state championship that's what it was yeah sorry at uh gulf coast yeah and when you wrote when you offloaded friday night for that were you feeling confident that you had enough points secured that you were going to uh, win that championship as well. I think going into it, there was only like a 29-point gap. And I knew that it was going to be a nail-biter. I knew that we had, to, we had to have a good finish. Yeah. And I kind of got in my head, and that's what kind of ended up making me flip also, was me getting it into my head. But, and I mean, that we, happens. we bounced back and recovered. Yeah, exactly. You go from a flipping and and you still finish in a, with a with a top ten that night, which in other forms of motorsports that's that's a rare occurrence. Oh, we we tried. We we got the car back under us. Yeah, like you said, with only two broken parts, you were able to fix them right uh, really quickly and get back to back to the track to to head out for that future night that, that future race that night. Yeah, we. We weren't sure if we were going to make the feature or not, but I knew I had the backup car there just in case we didn't, just in case we didn't make it. Yeah. Uh, with that car, I had the backup there to, and it was ready to go. I had it all tire pressures and everything set up, ready to go. You were you just and rather be in the twenty car rather than the other car for that race, eh? I would. The twenty car is a little bit faster than the. Okay. Seventy five car. It's newer. It's got newer parts on it and everything. Else. Yeah. So. Again, going from twentieth, twentieth or twenty-first that night, all the way up to eighth, that that was a battle in itself, and they were locking in the top four, if I remember, from that feature race to lock them into the thousand dollar to win Saturday night event. Is that correct? Yes, sir. They uh, they locked in the top four. So like you you were still like if if a couple things went wrong with a couple of the drivers up up ahead there, man, if you locked yourself in that night, that. I call that the the drive of the year. And well, we honesty. were we were uh, we were trying to, and we were still moving through the field. I mean, we were we were definitely a top four car Friday night. We were fast, even after we fixed the car and got it back out for the feature. We were fast. Yeah. And I mean, we uh, there were a couple cars that kind of held us up for a little while. Yep. And then we got, we finally got past and we started moving again. But I mean, we were fast all night. I mean, well, we were fast for the feature. Yeah. So then Saturday night, you go back and try to duplicate that all over again, eh? Except for the, minus the flipping. Yeah, minus the flipping. <laughs> we, uh, we got out for hot laps and the track was a lot better than Friday night. Yeah. And uh, I kind of take it slow because I don't, I don't, I didn't want to flip again, so we uh, we kind of just took it slow, and in the uh, in the heat race, I kind of I tried to get first, but I, I just couldn't get past the guy in front of me. He was kind of holding me up. I was definitely faster than him. Yeah, but I just I couldn't get past him, and then 
Uh, we go out for the feature and we get it top. We get sixth. I think we finished. Yeah, if I remember correctly, it was a it was the sixth. You got sixth sixth that night. Um, that's that's what kind of counted. That's what we needed. We needed we needed to get we needed to finish in front of the second place guy in points both nights, and that's what we did. We went yeah. out there and did it. And then you had to wait till Tuesday again to make sure that you were actually the the uh, points leader for the EMSA championship. Yes, I think it was either Monday or Tuesday is when we got uh we got the results for it. Yeah, so it's been it's been about a week now. Has it sunk in that you are now uh you you won two championships in a year after in your third year of racing? Oh, it, it's sunk in in a way. But my mindset is kind of just take it as a lesson. Oh yeah, we won these two, but let's go get the next one. Absolutely. So let's keep let's keep driving and pushing to get these other championships and move up. I mean, my my dream is to race USAC sprint cars. That's what I want to do. And until I'm there, I'm never going to be satisfied. That's that's uh, that's a great goal to have. Oh, and I, I, there's no doubt in my mind that you'll end up there one day. That's the goal, hopefully. So let, let's kind of keep moving forward here then. Because now we're in the off season, right? So like you, you're now settling down. You're, you've processed the championships. What are your off season goals to make sure that next year you're coming out on on top and all, with all cylinders firing, no misses, and just going up there and tearing up everything in sight? We, we're, uh, right now we're just, we're kind of trying to find an A-class ride for next year. We're trying to find a car to go race. That's, that's what we want to move up into is A-class. And we're, uh, we're, we're trying to find one. We're trying to find something in our budget or maybe maybe we just get a chassis and we build a car and just kind of take a year, take a year race, race here and there with the turf tire car and then come out with at 2022 and just tear through everything. Yeah. But we're, uh, I'm not sure where we're going to go yet with racing. I mean, there's a couple different directions getting on with uh, Johnny Brown and Luke Ivy was a huge thing for us. We uh, I mean, we go out and help them every weekend when they're racing, and that's that's kind of if we're if we're not being able to race, then that's where I'm gonna be. Majority of the time is helping them, and they uh, and they've got sprint cars and uh, mod lights, and they've even got a midget that we're taking to the Chili Bowl this year, or I guess 2021. So that was, and, uh, I was that was just about to ask you is kind of what kind of cars do they do you get to work on when you go to the track with those guys? Uh, we work on uh, sprint cars, a three hundred five sprint car, a mod light, and a midget. And we uh, the mod light I've I've driven his mod light actually for Thursday night of the havoc. I was driving his mod light. Uh, and how did that go? It, it went it went well. Yeah, I was I was kind of timid at it at first because I never I didn't know what the car was gonna feel like, and once I kind of got the feel for the car, I started picking the left front of off the ground, and that was we we got faster for sure. 
and I mean, there's they're having another mod light built, and they might need somebody to drive one. So <laughs> who knows? Yeah, man. Hopefully, you get the call to drive that one night. That'd be a lot of fun. I would be, and especially if we don't know where we're going with racing next season. The goal is A class. The goal is A class. But, but I'm sure if you can jump into a ride, you you'd be more than willing to jump into one A. Oh yeah, if we even can, for a one off. If, if we can get a ride, I'll pay it. Yeah, because you, in all honesty, you never know who's out there watching. That is that is true. Right, that you is can, very true. So some some guy may see is like, dang, we should we need this guy in our car. And next, you know, you're getting a call, and they're coming down to the holler afterwards, and you guys get talking, and now you're in a you you get a shot in another ride. That's, and that's what I was kind of hoping for, kind of towards the end of this season, was somebody to do that. Unfortunately, that's not what happened, at least yet. Yeah, but you never know. People might be looking in the off season. Exactly. Like I remember earlier this year, you got to drive. Uh, what was it? A legend car, I believe it was. A dwarf car. Dwarf car. That's what it was. I'm sorry. Yeah. We had a my cousin. My cousin's dwarf car. We we drove it for hot laps. And uh, a couple weeks ago, up at Cleveland, we got an A class ride. That was that was a fun experience. Yeah. But it's just like that. That guy, the guy who had that A class car, just came out of the blue and asked me if I what size seat I could fit in, and yeah. if I had my racing stuff. And luckily, I take my racing stuff with me everywhere. So we that, ended up driving that car. That's what I've heard is is it, if you're a racer, you take your stuff to the track, even if you're not racing, just in case someone oh, sees sure. it's like, hey, I need a ride, I need a driver. Can you do you have your stuff? And you oh, get a call sure. to go I'll racing. I take it with me every time to the racetrack. That's a that's a good idea. So it's, it's paid off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You've gotten to drive some awesome stuff this year from what I've seen and what from what you have told me. And it's something that I I'm proud of you, man. Like getting getting to go out there driving some different things and, and getting to know what you like and and just and just trying new things. It's it's I'm proud of you, man. You've done a heck of a job this year in getting your feet wet in other rides, and that's 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 something that's that's hard to match. Oh, it's it's taught me it's taught me how how to kind of pick and choose what I like to drive and what I don't like to drive. Yeah, uh, the micros the micros obviously are what I feel most comfortable in, but the mod light mod light was fun, and I. Johnny and Luke have uh, talked about giving me a hot lap session on the 305, but I'm not so sure I'm ready for that yet. <laughs> <laughs> Need to get your feet wet and other things first, Dave. Eh? Yeah. Because going, I, I'm assuming going from a mod light to, to a 305 is a, <laughs> is a giant, giant step. Oh, yeah. A lot more horsepower. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it may not be just like, I'm not ready just yet. I want to. I'm just not ready yet. Yeah, that's that's how that's where I'm at. I'm not ready for it yet. Yeah. So, what event? So, like, like now we're like again. What events are we looking forward to getting to in 2021? Um, the Chili Bowl is going to be a huge event for us to go to. 
I had never yeah. been to it before. And getting to work on a car there is going to be – that's going to be huge for us. Um, I'm really excited to go and work on a car and be a part of a team up there. Yeah. Um, hopefully, I'll get to attend the uh, the turf tire – some of the turf tire races, some of the bigger turf tire events. And obviously, we're, if Johnny and Luke go to wherever – big events i'll be there with them also but nothing has been set in stone yet other than the chili bowl that we're going to so are you worried about the chili bowl flu that goes around when they're uh when it happens Mm, no (laughs) i'm uh no i'm excited for it yeah i i can only imagine we we were talking about that earlier this year and that how like I think it was like two to three years or so that I was planning on going to the Chili Bowl. And we talked about, yeah, let's, you know, we'll meet up. We'll we'll go hang out at the Chili Bowl for a week and, you know, just, ha- just have a blast. And I'm excited for that one too because I don't – I start going with these guys. I don't think I'm going to stop going with them. No, exactly. I, I wouldn't so. – <laughs> I could see you still going for years with them. Oh, yeah. And – they they always enjoy having new people come up with them, so yeah, you're probably going to be more than welcome to come up with us. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully they don't they don't mind a media guy just hanging out with them. Oh, I'm sure they won't. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know me, I'll be on my phone taking pictures and snapping and and and, hey, that's, and just doing my media thing. You know, you know it's good for you and it's good for their sponsors. So. Yeah, exactly. So other than the Chili Bowl, which I know is going to be huge, huge, a lot of fun, that's a bucket list item for me, and doing some turf, uh, turf tire stuff, turf, bleh, turf tire stuff. Uh, any bigger big events you're looking forward to next year that you might be interested in running if you get a shot to? Uh, the Havoc, the Halloween Havoc, I'd like to race. Um, the Texas Grand, I'd like to race also. Okay, what what's the um, what what's the Texas Grand? It's it's actually coming up, but if we get a ride for it next year, I'd like to race it. It's a it happens at 105. It's just it's a huge event. And it's there's four classes: A class, four or five classes: A class, modified stuff like that that come in and run. And I would hopefully, if I can get an A class ride for it, or if I have an A class car for it, I'd love to. I love to race in it. Yeah. It's it's just a big what if. We don't know where we don't know where we're at for next season yet. Exactly. Like when you don't know, you you don't know, but that you can always dream of the events that you can run at next year. Yeah. Hopefully we'll be over, hopefully we'll be in it. Yeah, exactly. Like if you get a shot, man, take it, right? For sure for sure so going forward and talking about these events and and whatnot and your off-season goals and you mentioned earlier you want to get up to USAC to doing USAC midgets what other goals do you have as a driver just I, I want to learn as much as I possibly can I, I don't want to just be a driver I, I kind of want to I want to I want to learn setups and everything else and i know a lot of like the 
a lot of USAC drivers, they, they're like that. They have set up, they learn setups and stuff, but I'd, I want to kind of learn it early. Yeah. Probably like most of them did. I want to, I want to be more than just a driver. I want to be a crew chief and everything else and try to try to learn as much as I possibly can. Yeah. You kind of work, I want to work your way up the ladder. Yeah. And as a driver also, I mean, I, I want to progress as a driver. I want to, I want to learn, I want to learn different things. I want to not be, I want to not be timid or scared to try something new. Yeah. I want to, I want to maybe, maybe these other guys are doing the setup, these same exact setups week in and week out. And maybe we, we throw a random setup on there. Maybe it hooks up. Maybe it works. Yeah. Uh, so I, I want to be able to try different things and I want to get the knowledge to learn. I want to get the knowledge to be able to do that. And that, and that makes a lot of sense. Like you never want to just be, as a lot of people always say, you always want to wear multiple hats at a track. You want to have that crew chief hat. You want to have the uh, driver hat. You want to have tire, you want to have the tire man hat. You want to have this, the, you know, every possible job you can think of at a track. You want to have it because then that adds to your resume. For sure. Yeah, I I I completely understand that. I went from a as a crew member for a top top rate late model team here in Southern Ontario, and then a buddy of mine jumped into his own deal, and I said, "Hey, need a hand? Let me know." I'm kind of like uh, my other guy, the other guy I was crewing with. Uh, uh, he was kind of slowing down and stopping racing, and I was like, "I don't want to stop going to the track, but I kind of want to do something else." and he got he let me start working with him and and then uh that stopped uh, a couple years ago last year actually and then was helping out a couple other guys and then kind of fell fell into my own here with doing this media thing and uh, this past year I did you know I did the stuff for the young drivers Canadian vintage modifieds and it brought to me a whole different light of the of the series like I still get to go to the track so it's a lot of fun but it's just I've now worn multiple hats and it's something i've never thought i got to do and now i get to do it right well yeah that's and that's where it's at just learning and getting the different experiences and that's that's why i love doing this so much because i learned so many different things from different people yeah so now that our season is wrapped up is there any sponsors or a special thanks you want to hand out here Oh, I'd like to thank you for uh, allowing me to do this and allowing allowing me to fly your, uh, fly your colors on my car. It's, oh, it's definitely been a pleasure, man. It, well, it's it's helped us out a lot this season, and I guarantee that we wouldn't have won those championships without you. I, that that means a lot, thank man. Thank you. Uh, my dad, my uh, my family. They're my dad's a huge supporter of this and getting me to the track and helping me out with everything and just I, he doesn't know all all he doesn't know a whole lot about dirt track he's he's always he used to grow up as a dirt or a uh, drag strip so that's he has more knowledge there but oh he teaches me a lot even yeah. he transfers stuff over and he teaches me a lot and it's he's been a huge help getting me to the track and allowing me to race 
Um, all my sponsors from this season, uh, Buccaneer Tree Service, Bobby Hodges, um, Terry Torgensen, he was a huge help this season, M&M Plumbing, um, Texas Yamaha, they, they've helped us out a lot this year. Uh, Main Street Steakhouse, uh, it's the best steaks in, uh, in Texas. <laughs> we'll have um, to go there when I finally get down there. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, Rex and Effects, they they painted the car for us and everything else, and they're they're looking to get on for next season as well. Flying DD Transportation, it's, uh, they if without them, uh, it's my dad's company and my brother's company. But without them, we wouldn't be on the racetrack. And I know. I know I'm forgetting one. I know I always forget uh, 41 Shocks, uh, Earl Baxter. They they uh, help us with all of our shocks and everything. Ink and Design, I'd like to thank them also for getting us all the decals and everything that go on the cars. I think, I think that wraps it up. PMP, <laughs> Cycle Salvage. And I want to give a huge thanks to my dad, Johnny Brown, and Luke Ivy. That's without them, it'd be real hard to get on with the racetrack. Yeah. Oh man! And, uh, oh, jumbo me and promotion. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you got to make sure you actually get my name in there, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not not just say, yeah, I want to thank you. Like, you've helped me out so much. <laughs> yeah, I got to get Jim on. Well, man, it's been, a, it's been a pleasure here. It has been a blast talking to you for, I think it's been the last hour or so, actually. Probably. There, man, we got a lot of great stuff here. I'm going to be happy to pretty much put this out, actually, all unedited. Hey. That sounds good to me. <laughs> so I <laughs> makes it more personal. Exactly. You know, I, I don't like, I don't want to cut and, and scrap anything because everything we talked about today was absolutely awesome. It got to know you on a much more personal level and it's, it, it'll make for good listening. And I hope that people down in, down in your neck of the woods, down in Friendswood, Texas, there gets to listen to it. I hope people here in Southern Ontario here get to hear it. And this thing takes off into what I hope is to be a wonderful partnership, not only with you, but with uh, your team and getting Jumbo Media and promotions out there. Oh man, I'm your name on my car is going anywhere anytime soon. I can promise you that. No, I, I believe I'm going to be sticking around with you for quite some time. Yes, sir. E- even if Jumbo Media and promotions isn't around, I'll still, uh, I'll still help you out. We will take it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, it's been a pleasure with you. It has been a lot of fun. We hope to, uh, I, you know, we'll, we'll chat again here soon. We, we, we hardly go a week without talking to each other at least once or once or twice, but we'll have to, uh, we'll have to get back online there and race a, a time or two here and, and just race like old times, even if uh, we get onto Tony Stewart or something. Oh, for sure. I'm, I'm 100% good with that. We need to do it. <laughs> well, and, uh, 
I, I look to be also getting eye racing here soon. So uh, that'll be another uh, area oh. I'll be able to whoop your ass in. Oh, you ain't going to whoop me in that. I promise you. <laughs> Oh, buddy. Come on. I would never think I would have whooped you. I've never raced it. You know, I've, I've never done anything dirt wise. And I go out here and I whoop your butt. So, uh, well, we'll, uh, we'll see about all that. <laughs> well, man, like I said, it's been a pleasure with talking to you for the last, at last hour. It's been a lot of fun. We got to know you on a much more personal level. And I can't thank you enough for sticking around with Jomo Media and Promotions for the 2020 year. The season, the year that really shouldn't have been, but it was, with uh, with COVID happening and everything, and it, it's been a pleasure to be on on your on your car week after week and seeing you up front and racing racing hard each week. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on my car, and I look forward to many more years with it on there. Yes, sir. I look forward to having it on there, and and even uh even if we end up getting into a much more bigger capacity, as well. Um. Because you know, when I get down there, we're definitely going to be doing some media day stuff and and doing again a, a whole lot of uh, a lot of stuff done to uh, help better promote you as a as a driver. I'm looking forward to it. All right, bud. We'll let you get going, and uh, you have yourself a good night. You too, man. Thank you again for everything. No I, problem. I, Anytime. I appreciate it. It's awesome. Well, like I said, you have yourself a great night. We'll uh, we'll catch you later. All right. Yes, sir. You too. All right. Bye. No problem. All right, guys. That was Logan Dillon. We want to thank Logan for joining us this week, and it was a great talk with him. He's a great guy with a bright future ahead. It was fun having him on, and I hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to subscribe to us on Spotify and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Once again, my name is John Morrison for Jomo Media and Promotions. We will see you next time.